Welcome to my basement, everybody, hey! especially you, Mr. Scott C. Jones. Oh, you are always friend. welcome in my basement. You know what? This is like being in the basement of Santa's workshop. I can hear <laughs> the elves upstairs hammering away with their tiny little elf hammers, and it scares me. I don't know what they're working on. You have to be careful where you step in here because you might crack a case on one of my favorite games, or you might step on an action figure. Or a doll. No, they're called action <laughs> figures, and if you call them dolls, you, you might as what? well start stepping outside. You know what? It is the holiday season, yes, and you have failed to decorate once again. This place looks like shit. My my place is always decorated like it's the holiday. It always looks like I have I Christmas guess that's in true. here. I, I guess that's I've true. I've unpacked all kinds of unpacked all kinds of cool stuff in here. That's all there is around it. Look, look at this, except for the stains and uh, and that and that over there. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, anyway, I got a personal question. I got a personal question okay. for you. Uh, do you have any snacks today in the basement? Uh, no, because it's rude to eat and speak. Well, I might enjoy and, a snack at some also, point. And also, I hate going to the store to buy snacks. What about, uh, you ever go to that store uh, at the mall, Hickory Farms? Do you have that here in Canada? Uh, I, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't frequent Hickory Farms. Okay, we used to go to that store a lot when I was a kid, and they okay. had a smoky cheese log there. Ooh. And my question for you of the day, if any of the listeners out there want to ponder and peruse this, how do they get the smoke into the cheese? That is a great question. How does that, smoke get into cheese? Smoke? Yeah, that sounds like a question I used to ask back in my old yeah, high school days. Yeah, yeah, Emphasis yeah. on high. Oh, yeah. Uh, I get it. No, listen. I get it. You're making I, fun of me just because I had an original thought. I have a question for you. What? Why wasn't this podcast called Smoky Cheese? <laughs> Scott Smoky Cheese. We're going to start recording that after Vic's Basement every day. No, Scott's Patio. That's coming in 2013. Scott's Patio. We yeah, just need to, basement. We need to raise the down payment. Or Scott's Attic. For the condo. It could be an attic or a patio. <laughs> or, I don't know. Scott's Garage. Scott's Toilet. Scott's <laughs> Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're laughing uh, and at something. Some, it's not so even many funny. cool echoes in that, uh, in that yeah, podcast. It's not, be not great. great for the acoustics. Listen, we thought we'd do something kind of a little bit different, a little bit uh, strange. We're going to do uh, a rapid fire Twitter question answer period here. So basically. Wait, that sounds so complicated. Well, you know, it's not really that what, complicated. What the hell? What happened is okay. we're, we're winding up our shooting for the year, and we have a whole bunch of leftover. Uh, questions from viewers and what we thought we'd do is try to answer some of those questions on today's show or at least some of the more interesting questions not all these twitter questions are interesting i gotta be frank with you okay that's a good start just start insulting yeah. people that have most spent of time these twitter questions, questions suck i got that's a, nice you know i got a funny question i got a, it's not really a question it's more of a statement on twitter today yeah and he actually cc'd you on it too okay for both of us okay uh it's from retarik okay r-e-t-a-r-e-q he says he just heard the podcast and he says the Wii U is like a girl you want to dump, but who just got a boob job. Okay. What do you think of that metaphor? Uh, I think it's uh, sexist and I think a it's little, sexy too. A little offensive, maybe. Uh, but You're so uh, easily offended. Yeah, I'm, I'm easily offended. And you know what it is? I still love the damn Wii U. I haven't. Uh, oh the honeymoon God. phase isn't over for me. All right, so it is not like a, a girlfriend. What are you I playing on it? I was playing more Sonic and uh, yeah, but you, you can play that on the Xbox 360. Yeah, it's great you can on, play the that on the PlayStation 3. I know, but I downloaded it to the Wii U, and it's damn fun. That's a hell of fun game, man. I can't stop playing that. But thing. you can play that on other consoles. Just the voice of reason. That's all. That's yeah, yeah. The ghost of reason passed. Well, I'm trying it? to. Uh, 
I haven't done any laundry, so all my uh, underwear is still soiled from playing Zombie U, so I'm trying to wait till uh, I get <laughs> no, some, you don't some wash clean those. underwear. You just put those in the garbage. Actually, Once that happens, what we should do is maybe the frame the soiled underwear that we, no. we get from playing scary games, put them on the wall. That's how we turn the basement into a biohazard. And there, then it's Scott's toilet. Yeah, and then suddenly there's a mutation and a do you, zombie do you outbreak feel, happens. And... Do you feel the Wii U is like a girlfriend with a boob job that you, you want to dump but you can't? I, mean, <laughs> I know what the guy's saying, though, because... You know, it is kind of you know we've, we we keep talking about the Wii U uh, once the cameras stop rolling, yeah, and uh, and it does you know, and I've said it before, and, and you maybe have re- re- agreed with me. I, I can't tell sometimes if you agree or disagree with me, but uh, it is kind of like just, it is kind of like the, the standard is I don't agree with yeah, you. Yeah, the, the, okay. it's kind of like the mach- it's the machine Nintendo should have released in two thousand six, right? But didn't, uh, and it does kind of feel like it's the same model with a slight upgrade, not unlike. A girl you want to dump because <laughs> we all wanted to dump the Wii, right? I don't, I don't think they were ready in 2006. I think maybe charitably they should have come up with a Wii 2 or, or this for 2010 or something like that. But I think they were right on the money with the Wii, obviously, because they sold millions of these things at 2006. And we weren't all HD converted at the time. And we all thought, this is crazy. It doesn't have the, the horsepower of the other guys, but... But what if you know, they what people if this proved came, it right that they, what, they were sided with Nintendo on that? What decision? if this came out in two thousand six? I don't care what people think. What if what if this came out in two thousand six, and then we were getting a Wii U now that had built on this technology? Go oh, ahead, did I just blow your mind? Did you just put more smoke in your cheese? On yeah, that but one? the N- Nintendo has never been about having more powerful hardware or, or keeping no, up. No, with no, the no I'm not saying it's more powerful hardware. I'm saying they could have innovative or innovated or iterated. In some sort of interesting way, that, I think they should we, have just had a Wii HD. I mean, I think that that's exactly what they should have done. They should have said, "Well, here is the Wii HD for all of you with HD sets. This this upconverts everything to HD, and from now on there will be HD games, and it'll still play your old Wii games." And they should have done that uh, midway in the six year life cycle of of the Wii. And I, I'm surprised that they didn't, frankly. Um, and this is their new machine, and it, you know the it, people are taking to it. Maybe not as quickly as they did to the Wii, and we'll, we'll see if this thing has the legs. I know it's going to have some really stiff competition next year, and there will be second screens on everything. There'll be second screens on your iPhone. <laughs> Apple will have another screen that you can fold out of your pocket that you can be able to play All dual right. screen dual screen iPhone things. All right, for sure. Next year, once again, we have more excuses to stop looking at each other and at the world around us. We just need more screens. The, man. Yeah, more screens. Just yeah, until. you know what we need? We just need cameras on all of us yep. and then a, a screen. That yeah, we can look at. We need to go into a room <laughs> that's just screens on every wall. Actually, that sounds kind of good. It actually it sounds like the Professor X uh, room. Where he walks in and he can uh, read everybody's minds. Apple's probably working on that right now. All right, everybody, as promised, we're going to get to some Twitter questions right now. You ready to answer some Twitter questions, my friend? Shoot, my Put friend. Some smoke into the cheese. Shoot, rapid right. fire Th- is this... the name of the day. Here we go. We're going to yes. get started. Here we got Stephen Spanner. He's at Stephen Spanner. That's Stephen spelled with a PH. Okay. Uh, I guess that's everybody the British got spelling. That down? Yeah. Uh, okay. If you were forced to, would you rather play Big Rigs 2 or Superman 64? Go, don't think. Superman 64. Oh, my God. It was shit, but Superman's in it. Okay. So, boom. So, Stephen, there you go. All you right. got your answer. Happy holidays. Now get out of here. <laughs> uh, we're going to Cody Thiessen now. Uh, this, this is one of those questions that came in via the Reviews on the Run re- website. If you yeah. don't have a Twitter account, that's another way to get a question to us. Or if you hate Twitter, if you think Twitter is for yeah, losers. Some people do. I know. Then you can just go to the ReviewsOnTheRun.com site and uh, ask us a question there. We're reading that. Hey, guys. I've heard from reliable sources that women who love gaming have higher libidos than those who don't. 
personally, I can vouch for this. Uh, Your thoughts. I... So women who are into video games apparently love to have sex more, is what this person is saying. And wow. she is saying that this is from her own personal experience. Boy, I should have probably saved this one for myself. I could answer this one yeah, privately. Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, the only person I could ask about this is my wife. Oh so my Why do you have I, to bring your wife into well, our sex I talks? I mean, that's, uh, that's it. I have no anecdotal evidence. Can't we have sex talks without bringing your wife into it? It's just really once. inappropriate for me to go up and uh, ask women if they're having more sex because they like video games. I don't but, know if this is true or not. I mean, it, you know, maybe it's uh, there's a lot of um, uh, puzzle solving and, and challenges and, and uh, achievements uh, associated with gaming. And maybe there is a, uh, uh, you know, a, a lust for adventure. So maybe people that uh, play games like a lot of sex. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever really dated a gamer before in my life, so I can't personally vouch for that. But I do remember when we were answering questions at the uh, local electronics store here, in Vancouver a few weeks ago, a guy was telling us that his his wife or his girlfriend actually plays Borderlands 2 with him. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking about that guy, and I've been thinking about how they could possibly play Borderlands 2 together. And, I mean, what do they do? Split do? screen. Is, well, I guess they could, they could play split screen for they sure. Could, they could play strip Borderlands 2. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. if, if you level up if you before kill, me, yeah, if you kill then I have, to, I have to give you a beach. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> First headshot gets a bead. <laughs> <laughs> or a handy. <laughs> Beads and handies all over the place. I, don't, I, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the maybe boundaries. We, maybe we need another team on Reviews of the Rock. <laughs> that's a sex team. <laughs> the Beads and Handies team. <laughs> that know. does sound like an 80s uh, TV show. Beads and Handy? A BJ and the Handy. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a Saturday morning cartoon. Okay, okay, I don't, I don't know. One or the other. Who knows? All right. Anyway, that, that question's question, answered. That's next, in the books. That, Wesley that, McKay. That, that question made me blush. Next yeah, question. Me too. I'm all hot face now. Just yeah. wondering if you guys have an insider scoop on the new Batman game coming from Rocksteady. By the way, reviews on the run freaking rocks. Awesome. I love this guy. Wesley McKay. He's got the right idea. He has to tell us we're good. And we... We will not only just uh, sort of glory tweet it and retweet it that way. We will actually give you a shout out on the podcast. Listen to this. I just uh, I just got this email in. It's directly from the head of the studio at Rocksteady. Jamie. The new Batman game will be out on September fourth, yep. two thousand thirteen. Okay. So put it down. Actually, I don't. I don't know shit. Yeah, I have we, no. Nobody knows. We, do, you, we, do you know anything? Uh, you do know. I don't you just pause. I, I don't know anything. I just have speculation. I have friends over at that studio, and they have uh, really crushed it. I know how hard they worked on both of those games. I think that they are going to um, uh, probably continue with the Arkham brand. I know everybody like me wants them to go into the Gotham world. I think we might hear something about Gotham. From the Montreal studio, the uh, Warner Brothers Montreal. I think there might be something uh, open worldy and huge with Batman uh, coming from that studio. Possibly some other heroes as well. Um, but I think the because um, remember Montreal is loaded with lots of people that have Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia experience. And they also just did the armored edition for uh, the Wii Batman, U. Yeah. Right? Um, you, you know, the other uh, thing is, no matter what happens, no matter where they set the next game at some point in the game, Batman's going to look into the camera and say, 
Joker's behind this. <laughs> he does do that a lot, right? Every fucking game. So I would expect that there will be a new Batman next year. Really? Yeah, in 2013, there will be oh, a Batman man. game of uh, some incredible proportions. I think Wesley McCain just pooped a little. Yeah. It's going to be big, and it'll be a launch game with the new systems, too, which are around that time. It's going to be cool, man. Do you want me to just keep reading these questions, or you want to read one? No, you go ahead. James Raymond from Grant McEwen University. Where's Grant McEwen University? Uh, no idea. What kind of, what do they, do they have real estate uh, degrees uh, there? I, I hope they're teaching game development courses. Do you think GoldenEye for the N64 helped start the first-person shooter craze that has taken over the gaming industry? I think it's helped start the console first-person shooter craze. Yes. And I think Halo elevated it, and uh, I think uh, there was no end in sight. And, you know, what's interesting about first-person shooters is that uh, I think it was like E3 2002 or something like that. I was just like burnt out on first-person shooters. Right. I felt like, oh, my God, are we really? They just keep making these games. We're just doing the same things over and over again. And every year I am, a, you know, consistently surprised by the creativity that people have been able to inject into the first person universe and you know dishonored is an excellent example this year well far cry 3 as well yep. which i'm just putting the finishing touches on uh you know but if you want to go back to the roots of the first person shooter craze you got to go back to uh, id software you got to go back to wolfenstein right you got to go back to doom that's really what gave birth to the uh to what we have today that's where it all started yeah and I, but i do think that he has something there with goldeneye being um one of these uh, very accessible you know f- Family room first-person shooter experiences. This would have been on, you know, top millions of television sets around the world, and people would have walked into the house and see four people crowded around yeah. a TV set, shooting at each other and laughing and and uh, smack talking and just having a blast. And I do think that that was infectious, and uh, you know, certainly uh, made uh, rare a household name in the video game space. And, yeah, I think that really started us on that course. You know, one funny digression about, uh, I don't know if it's funny or not, it's an odd digression about Doom is, the you know, that's where, where I cut my teeth on, on first-person shooters. And the only way to play Doom, as far as I was concerned, was if you just killed everything. You left scorched earth behind you. Yeah. You, f- you found every enemy. You found every secret. You killed all of, you know, everybody in the game got killed. And it took me a long time to sort of let that go. Yeah. That wasn't what I needed to do to enjoy these games. Right. To find everyone and kill what, everyone. Was it Halo 2? It was Halo you, when I saw yeah, it. In Halo 2 when you realize, hey, shit, I can just keep running yeah. and beat this game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to kill everybody. I'm faster than these fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> see you oh, guys. No, come back, Master Chief. <laughs> and then you see in the top right-hand corner of the screen, now saving, you're like, yes, yeah. made it. Made it to Never the next level. have to run by those guys again. Yeah, that's and awesome. Totally. All right, let's move on. To uh, Michael Hill, he works at MTS Allstream. I think that's where it says this. I don't know why there's these little bio. These are like commercials in the middle of our show. Vic, do you still keep in touch with Tommy at all? Does Scott smell as nice as Tommy did? One can only assume that he smelled nice. Uh, I do keep in touch with Tommy. It's sporadic. He's crazy busy and I'm crazy busy. And uh, we do send emails back and forth about doing some stuff together and collaborating. Uh, More often than not, it's just a scheduling conflict or, you know... We both have a tremendous amount of responsibilities in each of our, our lives. This guy, like every time I read his Facebook updates, he's in a new part of the world putting on uh, video games live and getting keys to cities and stuff like that. It's incredible. I feel like he's running from something. He's on the lam. Well, I mean, if he just sat down and stayed in the same city for more than three days 
and really looked at his own soul. <laughs> Just put a mirror in front of Listen, himself. Listen, I think the guy was born to be an ambassador for games, and, and he has assumed this responsibility, and, and he's running with it, and he's having tremendous success. You know, I think he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I, I think that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and you know, I think that what's what's happened with the evolutions of the shows is that I've been able to, uh, you know, bring in some friends within this community and, and, and build up this kind of cool clubhouse of awesome people. And uh, we feel very fortunate that we're able to, to continue on and do all of this stuff. And you know I, I'm also incredibly proud of what Tommy has done. And I feel like we're, we're sort of on uh, parallel paths, but we... You know, we just don't have the time to work together anymore. You know what? It's it is the holiday season. I can tell that there's more love in your heart this season than there is even throughout the rest of the year. Why don't you send Tommy a Smoky Cheese log? I'll send him. Yeah, maybe I'll start a podcast like with it. him called Smoky Cheese. He should be the one who does the attic. Yeah. Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's attic. attic. His office is actually in his attic. Toys that's hilarious. In the attic. Yeah. yeah, that's where he records a lot of his music. Uh, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, Scott smells just as nice as Tommy does. Mm. Yeah, but I, I hate I being the short guy. I actually smell a little better okay. than Tommy. You I smell, switch to a new soap, a zest. You smell like Rainforest. 8.5 and he smells like an 8. Oh, that's nice. All right, so this is from Sarah Roberts. Sarah wants to know, what are your guilty pleasure movies? Don't think, just answer. Go oh, there. Oh, man. I, I have to tell you, because it's on TV every weekend, uh, I was... I haven't seen it in a long time, so yeah. forgive me, but Overboard with uh, Goldie Hawn and oh. uh, Kurt Russell. Why do you love that movie? I, I don't know if I love it, but I, I was entertained by that movie and shocked that I ever did like it, but I did like it. I think I, it's Kurt Russell, man. I like that guy. You know, I grew up with him in all of his awesome different roles, and I kind of miss him on the big screen. Yeah. You know, he's cool. Yeah. You know, if I got to go to a guilty pleasure movie, well, the Highlander is one that comes to mind right away. But the other one that no How one is ever... that a guilty pleasure? That's an incredible movie. It's a guilty pleasure. No, it's an amazing film. You are wrong. It's an amazing it's, film. It's Christopher it's a Lambert. Pleasure movie. I am Raiden, God of Thunder. Now He's my, the best. My favorite guilty pleasure movie of all time is, is a little scene movie called Grandma's Boy. Mm. Uh, that uh, starred uh, Alan Covert and yep. uh, Nick Swartzen, and you yep. have Jonah Hill in there, who is actually at one point he has a boob in a bowl of cereal, and he's eating the bowl. Of, I mean, so many, there are so many crazy, memorable so moments crass. in this thing. I th- there's, there's a Clint, Cliff Blazinski alike in there as well. There's a there's a point when they need to get from one place to another, and they've indulged too much in, in marijuana. Yeah, the Mary Jane. You can say marijuana on the show. Marijuana, and yep. uh, and so they get a monkey to drive them there. So of course, they're, they're there in the you back go. Seat and then drive, monkey, drive. That's good. It's a pleasure. terrific movie. I've seen it many, many times. If you haven't seen it, Grandma's Boy came out in two thousand six. One of the great guilty pleasure movies of all time. Uh, okay, Tango and Cash. Just throwing that out. All right, there. I don't need any more. Okay, next. <clears throat> this is from Mark Viveros. Yep. Mark wants to know. I forgot to ask this at Fan Expo at your Fan Expo panel. Yeah. When you play multiplayer games, what system do you usually play them on, and which do you prefer? Xbox 360. Xbox 360, Mark. Yeah, usually, and and the reason why that is is because they got the developer kits on that console before the other ones, uh, before the PlayStation 3 specifically. And uh, the developers just learned to program to these consoles in a very effective way. They got down to the metal, they say. And uh, the PlayStation 3 developers all uh, kicked it up a notch. And I think Naughty Dog and Insomniac sort of uh, helped the development community by sharing libraries and giving them some assistance and stuff because they were really kicking ass on the PS3 right from the get-go. 
Um, oh, this but, answer is getting boring. But developers did have a tough time overcoming the technical hurdles of the PlayStation 3 and working with all the cores that the machine had. And, uh, and the Xbox 360 was really Windows sort of intensive and very friendly environment for a lot of the game developers. And it just was, uh, because of that, sort of got the toehold and was the, uh, the console that most of us kind of gravitated to first. So when, when multi-platform comes in, it's usually the first one that gets thrown into the machine. But we are starting to do uh, more comparative looks like we just did with Epic Mickey 2. We looked at that across all of the different consoles, and it turned out that the PS3 and the Wii 1 version were the best ways to play that game. It was like comparing one rock with two other rocks. I know. And then realizing all the rocks kind of suck. Yeah. Thank you, Victor Lucas, for that thorough uh, See, I sounded almost smart there. Yeah, I nodded yeah. off a little, but yeah, I'm back now. Yeah, I know now. you did. Okay. <clears throat> this is from Thomas Arsenault. Thomas wants to know, what was the best collector's edition version of a game that you have ever purchased? Now, I know you're. everyone knows you're a big collector. You love collecting yes. everything. You like dolls and books and all these Action things. Action figures. Someone's knocking. Is that your mother? No. Mom, she can't come in. Mom, we're doing our program. Okay, she went away. All right. All right. Go ahead. I didn't, I, I didn't know she was here. I didn't see her broom parked up front. <laughs> mom, go away. <laughs> so, we don't need any smoky cheese at the moment. No, Mom, we can't eat. Uh, what's the best collector's edition? Ver- you know, I, I don't go out of my way to buy any collector's editions. The last time I bought one was probably for... For Assassin's Creed 2, yeah. I don't know what happened to me. We were at Ezio. the store. Yeah, yeah, it was the Ezio doll. Yeah. And we were Action at the store, figure. and it came in a Actually, big... Actually, it was a statue. came in a big tin. Mm-hmm. I can see it over there on the shelf in the corner of the basement. Yeah. And uh, it came with an art book, one of the most useless wastes of trees I ever. like art books. And, uh, and I like statues. And it and had a big figures. tin yeah. that uh, is a great place to stash your porno movies. I'll tell you what the best pro one tip was. For you. I'll tell you what the absolute best one was. It was the Fallout 3 Collector's Edition that came with a Pip-Boy, but the Pip-Boy was kind of a piece of junk, and, and the uh, the batteries didn't last long in the thing, and I think there's some faulty wiring or yeah. whatever, but it was a plastic Pip-Boy that you could actually mount on a little stand. Can you play with it and make it fight? So, well, no, it's the uh, it's the oh, wrist computer thing, it. and it also came with a bottle oh, head not the, I thought and it was lunch the guy. Kit. I thought it was the guy's face. I know what you mean with the Pip-Boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, is that right? No, it's Pip-Boy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Pip-Boy. Yeah, Pip-Boy, the, yeah. Uh, the machine. Yeah, and uh, we did the making of that game, and so... Uh, it, it, it all was just incredible to be a part of all of that, man. It was just insane. It was the, the coolest collector's edition you could think of. So what do you do with your collector's edition? Do you just walk by them in the hallway every now and then, put your hand out, touch them, and say, oh, I'm so glad I own I, you? I'm inspired by all of this stuff around us, man. I love all these action figures and these uh, you know, game collections, and, and you know, I've got comic books over in that. I love all of this stuff. It all inspires me. I go and look at it. Sometimes I smell them. I look at my Batman from Arkham, Arkham City. He's on top of my speaker over there. I love all of this stuff. Yes, this thing, these things are very important to me. I've got the little Pip-Boy statue. Awesome, man. You know what? We're both going to, you know, according to the futurist Ray Kurzweil, if we can just live a few more years, a couple more decades, for every year that we stay alive, we'll be able to add an additional year to our lives, which means you and I will probably live to be about 140. Okay. And when that happens, they're going to take all this stuff in your house. Yeah. They're going to put it on a new website called Super eBay, <laughs> and you will get at least $40 for all of these things. <laughs> You know, I, I never. I and, and this is my tip for the crowd out there, and I'm sure everybody that's out there that collects this stuff knows this too. I don't collect for the financial gain of it. I collect it because I love it. I've never bought comics because I want to resell them. I open my action figures because I want them on the uh, 
on the shelves. I want to you see them. You want to take their pants off. I, want, I don't want to. It is weird, though, that every time I come to the office, I always find my office action figures are always 69ing. I didn't other. do that. Who the fuck does that? That's not me. I want, I, I'm, we're going to do a manhunt. You know what I'm going to do? Security cameras. Anytime they take two of my action figures and 69 them, <laughs> those, they're fucking dead. <laughs> I'm going to go to their house. True. Their dog, dead. Your, we came in the other day, and <laughs> Iron Man was 69ing with Master Chief, and we what weren't sure fuck, who did how it. How disrespectful is that? I don't care. And who's whacked funny. out porno fucking? I didn't do fantasy it. bullshit is that was that you no I did not do right. it but I tell you I was yeah. impressed with whoever did do it that was a nice <laughs> did you get some ideas it was a nice piece of work right there you got some cosplay and some sexual fantasy ideas out of that all right let's move on now right. Dexter Morgan he's at BSA Dexter we're back to the Twitter questions now do you yep. guys agree with Nolan Bushnell's prediction that game consoles will go extinct fuck no I just don't see it no they, they will not go extinct they will adapt and change and maybe integrate integrated into uh, television sets. The idea of a physical piece of hardware attached to a television is going to adapt for sure. Uh, I think that we are going to be talking about, uh, you know, over the internet types of uh, computational power, but the concept of a garden, a walled garden, uh, you know, that you have to log in or be a part of a network, you have to kind of go into the PlayStation world or the, the Xbox world or the Nintendo world to access uh, developed titles that were created within that ecosystem, that's not going to disappear. Absolutely not. All of those companies are making lots and lots of money, and they build lots and lots of uh, you know, iconic entertainment, and they're going to continue doing that, yeah, just like movie studios but, uh, are. Isn't he saying that physically the consoles will disappear? That we're, we're not going to have these giant set-top boxes anymore? Uh, well, there will be just portals in our living room that actually go to where we... I mean, basically, I, I assume the way I interpreted what he said, I haven't read the interview in which he said this, but yeah. I thought he was saying that the technology, the hardware itself will eventually disappear and get out of the way of the games. Yeah, I think it's a bit esoteric, though, because whether you're talking about, uh, you know, some kind of headset that straps right to your brain and delivers game images right to your brain or some kind of video wall or whatever the future of television is going to be, those electronics companies are going to partner with content companies, whether they're movie studios or game studios or whatever. So there will be Nintendo sort of enabled televisions. So, yes, maybe the idea of a physical machine strapped to your TV is going to go away, but you're going to be still, um, you know, sort of pledging allegiance to an environment. You know? I'll, I'll tell like, you what. Unless it's some kind of super brand... And who's it going to be? I mean, Sony can't really make a Nintendo and an Xbox. You know what I'm really excited for is before that happens, before the console disappears completely into TVs or whatever it is we're consuming our content on, they're going to get smaller and smaller, just like the cell phones in Zoolander. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of what we're seeing with the Ouya console coming out. Like, this one is going to set a new record for the smallest console. I mean, I can't wait until these things are the size of a dime. Well, you know what you're going to Here I am. I've got my new game console. I've got the PS8 in my pocket, and it's the size of a penny. Yeah, you're going to find the Ouya uh, down Tommy's pants. That's where it's going to (laughs) be. Because he always liked to put stuff in his pants. The Ouya is actually going to fit in his pants. Yeah, the Ouya is actually smaller than a log of smoky cheese. (laughs) And on that note... That brings us to the end of our Twitter question. We've got a few more Twitter questions we're going to answer on the next show. show. So be sure, to turn, tune, be sure to tune in for that. Boy, I've forgotten how to talk here at the end. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. Did, did some, <laughs> Another stroke. Did somebody just... 
I don't shoot, know. Shoot you in the mouth? I don't know. I've talked too much today. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, man. I, yeah, it was I, fun. I, let's do more Twitter questions. Yeah, we got some good ones, too. We got one that includes a question about a how to track down a cougar to be a sugar mama and purchase gaming hardware for you. So oh. we're going to answer that on the next show. Oh, what a tease. That yeah. was That's uh, that's, yeah. that's a good cliffhanger right yeah. there. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Stitcher! And we'll see you next time at Vic's Basement. Make Bye, sure guys. you rate us if you like us. Thank you. Five stars only.